Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Phoenix, Arizona, it's time for Valley Business Radio, spotlighting the Valley's best businesses and the people who lead them. Welcome to Valley Business Radio, where we tell the stories that traditional media tends to ignore and help connect you to the right people. I'm your host, Dr. Adrian McIntyre, and I'm joined in the studio today by Abby Fink, publisher of the Arizona 100. Welcome, Abby. Well, thank you for having me again. These are some of my favorite moments in the month. You have a publication that comes out twice a month, and a few days before, we always do a preview of what's coming up in the Arizona 100, a digital publication that gives quick and concise stories, snapshots, insights into the people, the places, the events that are happening throughout the state of Arizona. It's a really cool online publication. We'll give details of how to find it and subscribe to it at the end. But Abby, what's coming up in this issue? Right. Well, it's just like little nuggets of really great information that's happening in our across our state. So, you know, there's been a lot of emphasis um, lately in the education environment on, you know, the STEM or STEAM programs, you know, science, technology, um, engineering, arts, and math. And a lot of our uh, corporate uh, organizations in the state are really starting to recognize the importance of promoting that type of education. So um, Arizona Public Service, APS, and Phoenix, Chun- Phoenix Suns Charities here in the Valley are partnering up together to provide grants to educators that want to implement um, new STEM programming in their in their school. It's available for high sc- uh, kindergarten through high school. So what's really cool to me is thinking about some kindergartners that might have a chance to participate in this, but it's a grant application process. And they will be selecting um, a variety of um, schools and programs across the valley for this programming. Um, $2,500 will go to support these programs. If you want more information, that's uh, available on the APS website. But it's very, I looked at the application. It's pretty straightforward. If you've got some interesting STEM programming that you're thinking about doing, I would encourage you to consider applying for one of these grants. This is very exciting because we ask so much of teachers in the school system, and yet in many ways we pay them so little for the the important role they play in preparing the future of our world. So it's a great opportunity uh, for teachers to get some additional support for programming designed for the future, not Correct. the past. Correct. So September, I don't know if you're aware, but September is Hunger Action Month, and um, a national organization called Feeding America, which really supports all of the food banks across the country, takes the month of September to really raise awareness about um, hunger in our communities. And restaurants and organizations across the state are taking action as well within their organizations. And here in Arizona, Subway Restaurants is um, participating in a program where for every two meals that a customer purchases, they are going to donate one meal to, um, or the cost of one meal to the food banks in our community, up to 150,000 meals um, through the end of the month. So it's a great way for um, you to enjoy and um, help support the important work that our food banks are doing here in the state. It's very inspiring. And Subway Kids and Sports of Arizona is just a really cool organization that does some really great work out in the community. In addition to feeding everybody, right. the, the, the actual nonprofit side of the Arizona Subway franchise is really committed to our community. Well, and, the, and their real mission is to really support those programs that um, impact our kids, and which is so great. And obviously, children are an important part, in, and we don't we don't want them out there being hungry. And so, um, this is a great way to to get connected to that. You know, we've we've talked in the past um, on these shows about the uh, about Arizona and its commitment to 
um, the social services community, the recovery community, um, mental health and mental awareness programs. And, and so we're really excited to be profiling this organization in the, in the issue this, um, this week, which is a program, um, a, a location, a campus really called Buena Vista at Chandler. And they are a uh, drug and alcohol detox and treatment campus that's opening up in Chandler. Uh, they have been seeing outpatients for about a month now, and they will start their residential program here in the month of September. It's about a 50,000 square foot campus. And what's real interesting about this location is in addition to the licensed medical professionals that will be delivering this real um, comprehensive and focused um, program, medically monitored detox programs, but they've really stepped up the the atmosphere at these locations to really be serving the community that in need with dignity. Right? It is um, they are respecting the individual uh, private bedrooms, private restrooms, a lot of um, activities for these individuals once they um, become out of their detox and are into their um, residential program to really keep the mind and body and spirit active as well as they're um, focusing on their recovery. So, um, you know, if, if you find yourself struggling and are in need of um, these kind of services, Buena Vista at Chandler is um, recently opened and are accepting patients right now. And it's a real um, innovative approach to, um, to this treatment of um, what we're seeing, sadly, in our community is an increase in uh, dependence on opioids and such. So, Yeah, there's a real pressing need, I think, and it's the measure of any society, the degree to which they take care of the most vulnerable and, you know, people in pain, people self-medicating, people struggling with a variety of issues need that support and that dignity in, in their care. So that's very exciting. I'm very glad to hear that yeah. that facility is opening. We were really impressed with when we learned about that, that the, that, you know, really the, the emphasis on the whole person and not just on, um, on the addiction itself. So that was important to us. And of course, a, a issue of the Arizona 100 would not be complete if we did not talk about um, some great new uh, restaurants and hotels that are opening in our state. I, I think we have one of these virtually every issue. Um, but our, our friends to the north in Flagstaff are really, um, you know, emerging really as a culture or culinary destination. We're seeing all sorts of different types of um, new restaurants opening and some updates to some of the uh, long-term, long-time restaurants in the marketplace. So um, we're going to see the Cottage Farmhouse French Bistro. Um, we're going to see Root Public House. And lots of these restaurants are using uh, locally sourced uh, ingredients. And so, you know, if you're going to, especially now when we're still seeing 100 degree weather here in the Phoenix area, looking for a little bit of a cool off towards the north, check out some of the new restaurants that are opening there. And this Root Public House sounds very exciting. It's a forest-to-table restaurant, not just farm-to-table. Right. So uh, true Northern Arizona ingredients, working directly with, with local sources. I'm very excited to check both of those places. Yeah, me too. And if, if heading north is, is um, on your trip, but you're going to go a slightly different direction, our uh, friends in Prescott um, are broken ground on a new Hilton Garden property there. Um, you know, the, again, tourism in our state continues to grow and, and Prescott is benefiting from what is happening. So they have uh, entered into this arrangement with the WSH Hospitality and broke ground on a new hotel there, about 100 rooms. Um, we're expecting it to open um, not too long from now, probably in the next six months or so. We're going to have some new restaurants, um, part of that hotel property as well. So put your plans on, get yourself to Prescott. 
And the, the city of Prescott as well is supporting this growth. There are new walking trails, new green space, playground, splash pad. And my kids love the splash pad. Uh, and uh, so it's going to be exciting to see what develops there along with the new Prescott Farmer's Market. So a whole kind of upgrade of that um, historic area of downtown Prescott. Yeah, I love Prescott. And I don't get there often enough. I actually should make a, make a plan. Make a plan to go down. Down, up. Yeah, north, up. North, go north. Never was very good at that part. So we have some new businesses um, opening as well. Um, An organization called Heroes Inc. is relocating its headquarters from Santa Clarita, California to Chandler. They are expected to be fully operational in Chandler by the end of the year with about 19,000 square feet of industrial space. And what this company does is specializes in the repair, service, and testing of helicopter engines. And, and that's of, a very specialized kind of service. Yeah. That's not your everyday mechanic. No, no. So they are, um, there's a part of Chandler now that they're referring to as the employment corridor. So a lot of um, engineering and industry are moving into this area. This happens to be one of them. And they're going to be checking out hel- helicopter engines. Who knew? Yeah, especially the, the Rolls-Royce engines. Which are, not your average helicopter, not, by the way. Right. Not your, not your garden variety flying rock. So, no, that's very exciting. And I think the aerospace and aviation industry in our state is thriving. We see new developments all the time, uh, some of which are more public than others, of course. There's some government contracts and things involved, but certainly uh, the, an exciting arena of innovation and industry. Right. So I think, you know, we're seeing a real trend in, um, in fashion for that athleisure look, you know, more casual yet sharp looking um, comfort and casual wear. So a new apparel brand is opening in Tempe called Sportique. Um, it is um, really growing and we're going to start to see another, a couple new locations. You, you, if you're into that, you'll recognize um, some brands like Peloton and Tillamook Creamery and such. So, you know, check them out and... Um, in Tempe and see if you can't uh, find yourself some new athleisure wear. No, never a shortage of that, or so I'm told. Well, Could see me have... on a weekend and you'll understand. <laughs> you know, the, 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 this, this business look only, only applies Monday through Friday. Now, Abby, we talk a lot in here, uh, both at Business Radio X and in HMA Public Relations, the, the publisher of the Arizona 100, about branding, about marketing, and about media. So much changes on such a, a frequent basis, and yet in some ways, many things still say this, stay the same. You've got a story coming up about the connection between a brand and the media. What's that all about? Right. Well, you know, and the most of us think of the media as something that you know we consume. We see it on television. We read it if we still subscribe to the newspaper. We read magazines. We might listen to a podcast. But you know what we might not be recognizing is really what role the media is playing in helping businesses, organizations, the nonprofits and such, get their information out to those that need to know about it. And so, you know, the, your brand and how you represent yourself on in the airwaves on, you know, in print, on in broadcast is really important. And we, and although we see a change, a dynamic change in what's happening in the media, any good business needs to recognize the important role that, that they, that media, and let's use that in a very general term, but what media play to you know, keep an organization at the forefront and, and in front of the decision makers that really need to know what they're doing. And as, you know, as we evolve in, in our consumption of that information and as we evolve as professional communicators, 
it's up to us to recognize really, you know, the, the, that underlying message is still the same, that they help us get that out to who we need to get it out to. You know, media has proliferated uh, and we now consume it on screens of all sizes. Um, the primary site of consumption for most people is the phone they carry with them nearly 24 hours a day. It's within reach. And, you know, so not only traditional media, broadcast media, television, radio, and so on, but websites, social channels, broadcast hybrids like ours, businessradiox.com has got an Alexa rank, I don't know if you know this, of 3,400, putting us one of the top sites on the internet. And our, our primary site, higher traffic than any of the television or radio stations in the state of Arizona. That's good. We just good. learned this last week. So there's all different ways of Must be because of this show. Probably. Yeah. I, I think it's you, actually. I think people, right. your fame has I'm willing created to, to take a little responsibility the demand for, for this. Thank but, you. So media evolves and, and people who support businesses in communicating with the world are evolving with it. Right. I think and, that's and, the takeaway. Right. And, you know, and, and I was just having a conversation earlier with a, with a journalist in town who is an editor of a local magazine. And we were talking about the fact that that... Media has changed the 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 product part, you know, like you said, are we consuming it on our device? Are we looking at it, listening to it? That may have changed, but the principle of it is exactly the same. We still need people to develop those stories. We need people to be sources for those stories. And all of us in the business world have an opportunity to be on both sides of that if we if we think about our branding in that way. And speaking of media and the channels through which we consume, this doesn't mean that our more traditional, ways of communicating with the world have gone away. There's a radio station in Tucson that continues to thrive and attract an older audience. What's what's the story here with KDRI, The Drive? Right. How about that? So it's it's kind of fun to be talking about a, a media outlet. So, um, you know, the folks in Tucson listening on 1017 or 830 AM are going to be hearing a new platform, um, music and entertainment that's targeting listeners age 45 to 64. Uh, so that is a slightly older demographic. I guess I'm right in the middle of that demographic. I don't know if I call myself old, but it's it's you know that from a research perspective, it might be considered a demographic that has been maybe otherwise forgotten. It's you know sort of a mid mid to end career individual, so maybe their spending habits have changed a little bit. But um, the owners of that station have decided it's an area to focus on and felt that it was a need that um, could be fulfilled. So we're going to hear music from the 60s through the 80s, and uh, I'm kind of looking forward to it. My, I get to Tucson quite often, so I think I will program that in. You know, I've been saying, uh, having grown up in radio, uh, 89.7 FM in Southern California, uh, I've been saying for a good decade, maybe a little more, that um, community radio is going to make a comeback, that the era of big syndicated networks that have really gobbled up all of the frequencies and, 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 and talent and are struggling with their own financial models, much like newspapers are, I, I believe that many new frequency, well, this is the same frequencies, many new owners, just like Fletcher, McCusker, Bobby Rich, and Jim Arnold here in Tucson are going to be buying back frequencies and revitalizing local radio. I think this is the beginning of a resurgence of traditional over-the-air radio broadcast. It'll be interesting to watch. And I think I think you have a good point there. You know, I can remember listening to the radio and and you know, all the information was very, very local. They would tell you the time, they would tell you the weather, it would be programming and activities. And we went away from that as as more and more consolidation happened. And, and you know, over the air talent might be based in another market, but broadcasting in. And I think you have, you've got a good point there that we're going to see a little bit. And I think that's, I think it's playing out in other mediums as well. As I said, magazines, I think are starting to see a little bit more 
I think that, um, you know, our newspapers are still being challenged, but TV and radio are certainly looking at that very local component and recognizing that playing back to, you know, to the local audience is going to be important. And finally, um, as it relates to kind of that, you know, that branding and awareness, um, you know, we, a business today really doesn't exist if they don't have a, a website, right? We kind of, that's an automatic now. Did you look them up online? Did you try to find them? What can we find? And, and really the, the sort of common, con, you know, you get it out there, you've got your, your location and then you leave it alone. You don't do anything with it. Well, just like any other part of your business, it needs to be taken care of and nurtured and updated. And so some advice from um, Eric Colson at Fast Turtle on, on what to think about when it relates to your website. You've got to look at the back end. You've got to look at some of the, the analytics and such and make sure that your messaging remains clear. It's still relevant for your, you know, for your business today as it was when you might have started that business handful of years ago. So some good advice there and some recommendations on how to update and keep your website fresh and uh, accurate for the business that you're in today. It's certainly not a set it and forget it type of a thing. There's a lot that needs to go on to keep that current, to keep it optimized, to keep it working for you and actually generating new business, uh, not just taking up space on the internet. Right, right. So that wraps up another issue. Uh, Again, it comes out the second and fourth Thursday of every month. You can subscribe. It is free at thearizona100.com. You can also submit calendar of of events activities to post on our website. And if you've got news of information that might be of interest to your uh, friends and family across the state of Arizona, we'd love to hear from you as well and might feature you in another issue coming up. And a very large distribution. I think people who are looking for a place to put stories, um, this is currently going out to... About thirty five to 40,000 subscribers, all email. And and then, of course, all the stories live online at thearizona100.com forever. So 100 word stories or 100 second videos, a unique publication really bringing to light lots of interesting activity throughout the state of Arizona. Abby Fink, publisher of the Arizona 100, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. For all of us here at Business Radio X, this is Dr. Adrian McIntyre, and we'll see you next time on Valley Business Radio. 